right. Welcome back, you guys, to the second episode of the Freedom Guide podcast. Yes. I'm super excited. Freedom's a lifestyle, baby. And everybody listening, right? Everybody listening is intent on becoming a better individual. Yes. And that can be physically, mentally, spiritually, Mm -hmm. and uh, morally. We'll we'll get into those things. But today, we're doing more of a health-focused one, Mm -hmm. a lifestyle-focused one, and Honestly, it's almost the holiday season. And so I figured it might be good for us to get this, this not episode. Not a good time. Not a good time to drop these well, truths on people. Time. It's a good time to time. drop these truths. And I figured we should do it right before Thanksgiving so that people have enough time to like go to the grocery store and get these items. They're not scrambling to be like, I want to cut all yeah. of this out of my diet. Today is the day where we are saying goodbye to certain items in our pantry. We're talking about sugar, baby. To everyone here is looking to live intentionally. Mm -hmm. That intention is a great starting point because if you are deciding to live intentionally, you are already further ahead than a lot of people who are just passively, flippantly moving through life. If you're here watching, good on you. You're taking that first step. It's an important first step, a first step that a lot of people do not make. So welcome. We are happy to have you. Great point. I cannot, can I just say how nice it is to have someone like sitting with me podcasting? Cause like hearing someone make a great point, I'm like, "Mm, I want that to be put out to my people. I I remember I said something about how it's, it's fascinating to me that uh, Americans will fill their living rooms and we'll talk about this as Christmas comes, but they fill their living rooms with these cheap presents made in communist China, probably by slave labor in the factories that are literally built right next to the slave labor camps so that they can just bus the prisoners mm-hmm. that live there into the factories to work for the day. Mm-hmm. Americans fill our, our Christmas morning living rooms with these products, give them to the kids. And, and I think it's really disturbing. Mm-hmm. And when we take the curtain, peel it back and say, this is what the real impact of our decisions here is. We are supporting a communist regime and what they're doing. I think we need to be doing that with other smaller decisions mm-hmm. in our lives that could have a really great positive impact on our family moving forward. Um, just in terms of health. You know, we are here to just give you guys the information in order to take it into your own hands so that hopefully you are more educated, you have the tools to be more intentional about the choices you're going to make. At the end of the day, all of this stuff is your choice. So like Morgan said, we're not telling you to not, you know, have a pumpkin pie for Thanksgiving or to cut sugar completely out of your diet um, or really go to any extreme with any of the information we are going to give you. But we're just going to have a conversation around how sugar affects all of us. There is kind of a, a great kind of quote or sentiment that's shared a lot that um, if there's one thing that every American is addicted to, it is sugar. Really? It's in everything that we eat, everything that we consume. Um, I, at one point, did a little bit of an anti-inflammatory diet mm. um, where I cut out dairy and gluten. This is I have fibromyalgia, which is a chronic illness, and so that was kind of to alleviate the symptoms of that. And part of that originally was trying to cut out sugar. And when you just start looking at the labels of how much sugar is in everything, you're like, this is not an easy task at all. It's like, I was like, I'm getting more stressed out trying to cut out sugar and it's causing my fibro to flare, fibro to flare having an, uh, you know, the opposite of effect what I'm trying to accomplish here. So sugar isn't everything. Let's get educated about it. So obviously we're in a time where health is a major concept mm-hmm. and talking point of everything that's around us. Mm-hmm. Pretty much everything, you know, for better or for worse, is a health conversation. Yet it feels like that conversation 
uh, tends to be very limited. And politicized. And politicized. And it's not a broad conversation about health that we're having. It's very pointed. Um, it's just the, the same few kind of things that you're going to hear about what is important for you to do about your health, what people tend to care about what you're doing with your own body. It's a very limited conversation. Um, and so the danger of that is when we talk about kind of these short-term issues that we're facing and um, the things that we may be exposed to as far as health goes and viruses, um, we kind of lose the pressure on the kind of long-term health conversation. So we're kind of at a point where nobody's really having these conversations about, okay, how do we make sure that we're not just okay this year or for the coming years, mm -hmm. that we are okay when we are 20 years from now. Yeah, it's very when panic -driven. When we're in our 60s. It's yeah, very when panic driven. We're... We want a short solution. And everybody these days, whether it's like the likes on social media mm -hmm. or the fact that we can Google anything, we expect immediate results. Short-term gratification culture. I was thinking like short-term gratification culture, yes, is playing into health these days where instead mm -hmm. of somebody saying, how can I take responsibility for my own health for the long term, people are saying, well, what can the government do to make sure that I'm safe mm -hmm. against small, you know, non-risky um viruses. Let's say that. Yes. Alex and I are going to, we don't want to make this all about the, the political stuff that's going on mm -hmm. these days. We really want to keep it focused on health. So we're going to try and avoid it. And mm -hmm. we would like to get, you know, F-L-A-G-G-E-D as little as possible so that we can reach <laughs> as many people as possible yes. because that's, it's not that we're, you know, trying to not talk about it, mm -hmm. but we really do want to reach minds out there that right. are not exposed to this information yet. And so that's our goal here. Mm -hmm. um, but it's hard to deny the fact that everything about health is politicized. And right. so that's why if you are looking for one way to protect yourself and your family immediately, this is how we do it. Mm -hmm. Let's get into well, it. Well, and also all of these things are going to pass, but what's not going to pass is your experience in your own body. You're going to be stuck with this body for your entire life. Hopefully that is a very long, healthy time that you have. And so hopefully this conversation can kind of help um, with that. So let's dive right into it. Yeah. What is sugar? That is... Are you asking me these questions? Please well, <laughs> I'm like, oh no, I don't know. My brain is fried. So we have a few different types of sugar. So just to give you guys a background... Um, sugar is something obviously that seems like we all know what it is, but yeah. the actual definition of sugar is that it's a simple carbohydrate that the body converts into glucose and that is used for energy. So we need sugar, guys. We need sugar. Okay. So don't cut all sugar out. Sugar's good is what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. We'll kind of go into that. Okay. Treat what me like I'm do. very, very dumb because I'm not good at science I will treat stuff. you. Yeah. Thank you, ma'am. Don't worry. <laughs> now that you're the teacher, thank you, Miss Spencer. Yes. So we need we need sugar because we need energy. Okay. We would not be able to have this conversation about sugar without sugar. Oh, That's very that. fun because we wouldn't have the energy to do that. We would just be. Meh. Um, and okay. So when you have sugary foods, mm -hmm. your body releases hormones and chemicals. And that is known, it's part of what is known as the food reward pathway. Mm -hmm. That is the satisfaction that you're going to get out of eating certain foods. Like dessert. So, yes, that's <laughs> why when you have a sweet tooth, your body is craving that satisfaction. Okay, so we need this. We need sugar, obviously, for energy. Um, and that food rewards pathway is also closely related to the part of our brain that reacts to when we have an addiction. Back mm. to that quote about, you know, sugar is the one thing that 
every American is addicted to. It's like our brain literally responds to sugar intake in a very similar way as it would if we had a drug addiction. Um, And so obviously we need sugar. It's important. It's healthy for you. But it's also risky. So we're going to talk about both sides of that. So there are a few different types of sugar. And your body does not process sugar in the same way depending on the type. Our first type, natural sugar. As you can probably guess, that's a pretty good type of sugar, natural sugar. We like natural sugar. Okay. That is the type of sugar that we need. So there are two types of natural sugar, fructose and lactose. Fructose is the kind of sugar that's found in fruits. Fructose. Okay. Like my apple. Mm-hmm. I just had an apple. Mm-hmm. That is good use of fructose. Mm. Congratulations. Claps for Morgan for having her natural sugar before Thank this podcast. You. And then we have lactose. It's it's a type of natural sugar uh, that we metabolize very well. So oh. when the body has fructose or lactose, it gives us ne- necessary nutrients that give us energy, prevent diseases, and regulate our metabolism. Because okay. our, our two major brackets are natural and refined. Oh, okay, okay. So natural is that fructose and lactose. That is one. natural sugar you're going to find in fruits, you're going to find in dairy products, um, and those are going to give you the resources that you need to be healthy and have energy and do all that good stuff. And the body processes that slowly. Gotcha. And then yeah. refined sugar. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask a good question of you. Okay. See how much you're paying attention. Oh God. Because all you're going to need is some critical you know, thinking here. I feel like the people that listen to this think I'm kind of smart and now I'm ruining it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning with everyone. Ready? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> How does your body deal with this type of sugar? Quickly? Yes. That, I have that in, in the doc, which Morgan has not gotten to see. So she is at a disadvantage. <laughs> I will say that is really good. Thank you. Critical thinking for the win. Um, okay. So it breaks it down very quickly. So is this all refined sugar the body processes it quickly? Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's the major difference between natural sugar and refined sugar. Okay. And that's why you're not going to have so much of that satisfaction mm. because your body's going to like zip, get it over with. I'm done. It's out of me. I have no satisfaction. As our friends, the Rolling Stones say, I can't get no satisfaction. <laughs> that song was written about refined sugar. Oh, <laughs> Actually, man. I don't think it was. I don't know. We share a love for all I rack. know. Yeah, for all I know, it was written about refined sugar, which would make a lot of sense. Okay. Um, so that's the difference. Natural versus refined sugar. Refined sugar is processed very quickly, mm-hmm. and it leads us to wanting it more and more and more. From, I think from high school on, I just never drank soda. So like I never drank... Yeah. Uh, drinks other than water if I do it is coffee and if mm-hmm. I do have mm-hmm. coffee it's usually black or I'll put like a teaspoon of sugar in it right that's like the only beverage that I'll have is water or coffee mm-hmm. um and then for eating I pretty much just eat all whole foods and like to me when I have an apple and grapes like that is the sugar that I'm getting mm-hmm. for the day or like carrots are sweet to me <laughs> and does it keep you satisfied longer than say if you have like a sweet little treat it does. And I think that would make it as soon as people kind of hear that, it makes a lot more sense. Cause like, I didn't know this, mm-hmm. but like, I think that is why as soon as I start eating like that, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm fine. I don't have a craving for a sweet thing after, if I do have a craving for a sweet thing, it's for something like that, but I'm fine and satisfied with the grapes. Right. And, and just eating a basic whole foods diet where you're not eating pretty much anything processed, mm-hmm. unless it's like a full vegetable or fruit or piece of meat, it can be a life changer. Those I one ingredient it. foods. Yeah. That's a great way of kind of going off of what you should eat. If you're trying to eat healthy, it's great to start at just one ingredient. 
Um, so Alex, I think a lot of people, the average Americans, we mm-hmm. have the the white granulated pure cane sugar mm-hmm. in our the pantries. Famous sugar, you know, we like, all know like and love. plain white sugar, mm-hmm. and and we have the little sugar cups for it, and we use it for baking, for cooking. Most Americans have that, and is that bad, or why is it even bad in the first place? I'm so confused on that one. Okay, so it all comes down to the sugar processing process for lack of (laughs) a better term that makes sense um so basically what you're doing when you move things when you move sugar through the processing process um is (laughs) i'll walk you through a little science lesson um and i am reading this straight from healthyeating.sfgate.com okay okay so this is sucrose in sugarcane and sugar beets which we mentioned at the beginning of this um is extracted using water the fluid is then evaporated to produce coarse crystals covered in a thin layer of natural syrup, uh, syrup or molasses. At this stage, it's called raw sugar. This sugar still contains impurities such as pieces of the plant, so the next step is refining. Okay. So you're just like perfecting this sugar. Um, the molasses and sucrose are, are separated. The sucrose is dissolved in water and filtered to remove impurities. And then the sugar water is evaporated until only solid crystals remain. So it goes through like all of these different things in order to get that sugar. And then we have refined, purified sugar. We're going to talk a little bit about how added sugar affects the lives of the everyday American. It's pretty These bad, are the it? numbers. It's not good, Morgan. It's not good. So when we use the term added sugar, that is the term for the refined sugar, the extracted sugar, the things that are added to foods that are not naturally there. So when Morgan eats her apple, that does not contribute to this added sugar amount. So when we talk about these numbers, you don't have to have any confusion as, well, is that the healthy stuff mixed with the not healthy stuff? No, this is only bad bad only oh gosh this type of sugar added sugar is proven to really have no benefit at all only harm no good let's get into it the average sugar intake of the american adult how much do you think it is morgan it's just added sugar i would hope that it's a little bit lower um i'm gonna is it like maybe like 10 to 15 teaspoons close but too low. Eh. It's <laughs> 22 teaspoons of only added sugar a day. Oh, that sounds so. kind of bad. Wait, so so do we have the teaspoon amount for how much we should be consuming yes. added sugar? Is for it zero or is it like a normal number where it's like, okay. This is what is safe to. Again, let's go back to safe. the point that this sugar has no benefit. This type of sugar has no benefit on your body. So if you want to talk about like what's actually good for you, this is not saying that this added processed sugar is good for you by any means. It's saying what is safe to consume. Okay. And what is that? I'm scared now. Okay. So we have 22 teaspoons. That's the current average. What's recommended, this is by the American Heart Association, is a whopping six, six teaspoons. Wait, that's really bad. So we are um, so that's really drastically bad. disappointing the American Heart Association or the AHA, which they should have probably worked on the acronym. Honestly, I, something so serious. I named, uh-huh. young, I named an organization Young Americans Against Socialism. I really can't make fun of other people's acronyms, so mm-hmm. it's fine. You said yes. They said uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Alex, for making me feel better. So if you're wondering 
why people continue to make that decision to keep drinking soda and to, Mm -hmm. you know, count all of those kind of empty calories. Why do people keep doing that? It seems like such an obvious choice. Well, it's because we go back to that concept of the food reward pathway. And let me make this clear as well. When you are having these artificial refined sugars, it's not like you just don't uh, spark that food reward pathway. Your body's still reacting to it as sugar. The issue is, is that you don't fully satisfy yourself. So you're going to become addicted to that process of having those sugars, ingesting those types of drinks, um, and then you're never going to feel that satisfaction. So you're going to keep going and trying to get that satisfaction. And it Mm. puts you on kind of that addictive loop, similar to if you had a drug addiction. So that's why people keep doing that. Here are some of the things that excessive sugar intake contributes to long-term. Heart disease, obesity, fatty liver, and cancer is a big question too of how does um, how does sugar affect cancer? And this is kind of a disputed thing that we're going to get into, but you can see immediately that you are at risk for a lot of really bad long-term health issues if you have an excessive amount of sugar intake. Okay, so this is a question that you asked at the start of this. Oh, I was worried. I was like, oh no, she's going to ask me another question. That no, I'm no, you, I'm going to I'm going to let you ask the question. Okay. About cancer. Yeah, so what's the deal? I hear some people say that it's connected to the the cell growth for mm-hmm. cancer yes. and that it encourages cancer cells to grow. I've also looked so much into it because I was so interested by that because I hadn't heard that before that then I got into these like holistic Instagram accounts that actually then debunked it and said that's not necessarily the worry or the connection between sugar and cancer, it's more so like the long-term implications mm-hmm. of just inviting something so yes. bad for your body into your body and the other implications that can bring. Mm-hmm. And one of them could be cancer. Mm-hmm. So it's it's all just really hard to look into. And you and I were kind of talking about this earlier. This kind of stuff, this is partly why we started this podcast. It's so hard to research. It's, it's so hard, hard to just to put into Google. Uh, we've tried DuckDuckGo. We've tried Bing, all those other things. Mm-hmm. It's hard to mm-hmm. look up these words and these products and these items along with a lot of other stuff that like people just don't talk about these days. This is definitely one of them. That's it's hard Mm -hmm. to get the information. So that's what I'm really glad because you found out some good stuff Mm -hmm. that kind of gets to the bottom of it, at least uh, a little bit, right? Basically this is kind of a definition to this question and answer to this question from uh, cancer.org.eu going Australian for this one. Oh, wow. So, uh, It says sugar is not a carcinogenic, cancer-causing substance. That's what a carcinogenic is. However, overconsumption of sugar, particularly added sugar, which we love that word now. We know what that word means, added sugars, um, in processed beverages and foods can contribute to obesity, which is an important risk factor for cancer. Mm. And here is, I think, where we get to an issue, especially when we talk about health. When we talk about health, it's not just about answering one question. Even if there isn't a direct link between sugar and cancer, it's not really a way for you to be like, oh, well, then I guess I'm good. Yeah. I'm going to continue to have added not sugar. Give me cancer. I should continue. Absolutely not. I think, and not only that, but it's like just because you eat added sugar doesn't mean you're going to be obese, but there's mm-hmm. also a lot of problems that just come with being overweight. Like it's yes. important for you to have a healthy body, mm-hmm. a healthy functioning body. Overweight is uh, honestly in many ways just as bad as being obese because it does come with problems. And mm-hmm. and to av- ignore that is so silly. And mm-hmm. I, I don't want to talk about it too much, but it's 
been out there for quite some time that what we've been going through for mm-hmm. the last two years, 80% of the people that died from that or were hospitalized mm-hmm. from that or were put on ventilators from that were obese or overweight. Mm-hmm. And so if you look at something like that with 99% survival, right? Yes. And you look to the government and you say, I want the government to solve this problem for me. Give me a, a vaccine or give me a, mm-hmm. a solution immediately. Put all, like shut all these businesses down, all this stuff. Instead of saying, wow, pretty much the best way I can mitigate this for myself and my family and those around me is to if I'm not elderly lifestyle. or like in a, a autoimmune disease or something is to literally just live a healthy lifestyle and not be overweight or obese. That's it, yes. It's so strong in favor of taking choices, making choices in your life that are going to give you a healthy body. I don't know. It, it drives me bonkers. And I know that we've said this, that we don't really want to get into these kind of short-term issues and viruses that are going to come and go. But when we are talking, because it's a very timely issue right now about those numbers that you're, you're mentioning, like Morgan's not just making that up on the spot. It has been found that fatality rates are 10 times higher in nations where at least at least 50% of adults are overweight. And then when we're talking about those virus stats as well, um, people who contracted that virus are uh, 113% more likely than people of a healthy weight to land in the hospital, 74% more likely to be admitted to the ICU, and 48% more likely to die. So when we have this conversation about health, it's not only those long-term things, those long-term risk factors that may affect you when you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 10, 20, 30, 40 years from now. It is, you could have something that there's an outbreak of that could severely uh, impact you in a negative way if your body is not, um, is not in a strong place, in a, in a, optimal place in order to fight off diseases and illness. Mm -hmm. So those risk factors are long-term and immediate. Well, especially when it's an 80% higher health risk of dying or being hospitalized Mm -hmm. or put on a ventilator. And then all through the last two years, through this pretty serious situation, I'll look and I'll see like, what was it, Cosmo or those like women's Mm -hmm. magazines where they put obese people on the cover and they say that, you know, it's about embracing self-love. It's like, no, I I actually care a lot about those people. Mm -hmm. I care about the people around me and even the strangers around me and and if you guys are lying to them telling them that they're going to be safe and Mm -hmm. they're just as healthy as other people if something like this ever happens again or what's happening right now you're lying to them and and is lying to someone Mm -hmm. and potentially causing them bodily harm really love Mm -hmm. or is it greater love to give someone tough love so I I, I wish that we embrace that again but people's feelings get hurt so much that Mm -hmm. it's hard to talk about I don't know if I told you this but I followed this podcast, H3 podcast, Mm -hmm. and it's very liberal. It was when I was painting my house, and I just, every night I would paint for hours, and I just was running out of things to listen to at Mm -hmm. that point. Mm -hmm. I I couldn't listen to any more politics. And so on YouTube, these, like, H3 people came on, and this guy got in a lot of trouble right as I started listening to him because Joe Rogan and Steven Crowder made fun of him because he, a liberal, was going on saying, like, we pay taxes, we are, you know, taxpayers because – the experts work in the government and tell us what to do. Like when it comes to things like what's going on over the last two years, mm-hmm. we 
are intending to be able to just listen to the experts. That's the whole point of mm. government. And so right. he was saying, like, we don't have to question them because that's their job. They tell us and they have our best interest in mm -hmm. mind. And so Joe Rogan was like, dude, dude, what the heck? And then Stephen Crowder was like, that is the mindset like, of a liberal. Great concept. Like, that's but the mindset of somebody who believes in, in government. Yes. And it's, it's, it totally is a different worldview than what you and I have. But then he ended up doubling down and he reacted to him getting made fun of. Mm -hmm. And he said, what do you expect me to read every ingredient label? before I consume something. And it was kind of like, I mean, yeah, uh, <laughs> you should want to right. have enough uh, care for what's going in your body mm -hmm. and what's going in your kid's body mm -hmm. enough to read the ingredients label. And right. I promise you, as soon as you do, you're going to be disgusted. Mm -hmm. And so I would say that's the first step is if you're going to buy something that you know is processed or that you know comes from a factory or whatever it is, and it doesn't come from your own kitchen or your own mixing bowl, read the ingredients and I promise you, you're probably going to want to put that that item back. That's what mm -hmm. happens to me as soon as I started doing that. The second thing is to integrate more whole foods into your diet. You yes. don't have to become some freak, but like for me, my sweet stuff that I eat is usually apples, grapes. I have apples and peanut butter every day. I have grapes as my snack and I have carrots. Mm -hmm. And then I have a salad and meat for like a meal and I eat between like 12 and seven every day. It's, I'm just like a weird person in that way. Fine. She's just super healthy. That's what she means. By I'm weird. really, she does a very good <laughs> job. She's very disciplined. Thank you. Yes. But I, I just think as soon as I started eating only whole foods, I, I, I wasn't craving the, the no, sugary snacks. Because I, you I get that satisfaction. It. I cut it off. And so I think that's the mm -hmm. second step. And then the next one is to say, you know, when it is time to have fun times, when it is time to have like a more sugary mm -hmm. recipe or make cookies for Santa or pies for Thanksgiving, like we're all about to, where can we incorporate more honey, more maple syrup, mm -hmm. more replacements than just cups and cups of sugar right. and limiting this 22 teaspoon a day mm -hmm. consumption of added sugars that really is incredibly unhealthy when you look at the ratio of right. us only really healthily being able to have six a day. That's so sad. Well, and when also you cut out, sh cut out soda. Add that to the yeah. list. Yes. No, sh no soda says Morgan. I'm sorry. You I'm, I'm going to be a stickler on this. I, yeah. I I hope you guys know I'm not She's usually judgy, but I'm kind of like, against soda. how can you look at the numbers and still want to drink <laughs> and it? still want to drink and soda. Also, I just don't like it because like my throat gets all bubbly and I don't like that. But all right, you guys, I hope that helps. Just a friendly reminder, freedom is a lifestyle. And that can be anything of being the most educated person possible, being the most intentional person possible with the action that you have in your own community, or just being the most healthy person possible uh, so that you can be present and be active in life and, and be safe and healthy and secure for your family. Be uh, an asset, not a liability. And yes. if you really want to lead, part of that is is just making smart, smart decisions, strong decisions for the people around you and yourself. Um, but that being said, I hope this helped. If you haven't yet, follow the Freedom Guide on Instagram and be sure to subscribe to this podcast. Give us five stars. And the video version is on YouTube and Rumble, so be sure to follow us there. But thanks for listening and we'll see you next thanks, time. Thanks, guys. See you next time. Hey guys, it's Morgan Zeggers, and if you needed a little reminder, freedom is a lifestyle. The Freedom Guide is here to provide you with resources and information and guidance on how to live out those values that you have that are rooted in freedom. That's what it's going to take to save this country. So thank you for listening. We hope to see you next week, and be sure to follow us on our Instagram page, The Freedom Guide to join into this great community that is growing of active Americans that want to participate and be a part of this fight to preserve, first of all, to save and protect and then preserve our country for generations to come. God bless.